You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly. Uh, it's a little tough one right now. Mason is uh, injured, I guess we can put it. Um, we tried to record earlier this week for you guys. Mason uh, thought he had mono. Uh, and then about a day later, it got worse. Um, he's saying something about uh, an abscess forming in his throat, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I haven't heard much back from him. But I know he's recovering, um, and if we hear any more information, we'll let you know. Um, I'm also dealing with a sickness, but not at his level. It's more of like the, you know, like common allergies hitting me with the weather changing down here. But I'm sorry for the delay. We are back, um, and hopefully uh, in time, Mason will be able to jump back on here. And I just want to, you know, before we even start, just to thank you all so much for bearing with us an understanding of it. But uh, we do have a, a good bit of things to talk about. We have three games that had happened. Um, obviously, the the well, not obviously, but the main one we will discuss uh, will be that Preds game. It was a really good game. It felt like uh, old school Habs. Um, it was really nice. And if, you, if you're not a PK fan, I apologize. It's going to be a little PK heavy uh, in the beginning. But uh, PK's homecoming, you know, the, the the game for him was was very special. It had a lot of elements and surprises uh, just in his little ceremony that just just made it feel so, you know, empowering to be a Habs fan. And if you were a big Habs fan, you know, during like uh, the 2010s, uh, just that that was the era that I, I really got back into it. I could finally start watching the games regularly because I worked in the city at a bar. Um, it just was real special for me. Um. A little, you know, a little older than me. He was someone that uh, I looked up to. Basically, you know, every everybody uh, that was just a little bit older, because it felt like, you know, that was your age group. You know, like uh, when I turned eighteen, uh, Taylor Hall was the the number one draft pick. You know, so I I had followed him a good bit the following year. Uh, what you call it, um, Nugent Hopkins. Uh, you know, these were guys that were highly talked about and unfortunately because it's not such a good hockey market down here you know you don't hear about uh about the others you just mainly hear about the main guys you know the number one picks so honestly i did i didn't really know like you know the the was it jared tenorti or uh bolu i mean bolu obviously just because he, he stayed with the team longer uh i got to know him but uh it, it's it's kind of funny it's it's uh hey, this is not really fun it's kind of embarrassing i knew uh, the first time I really was introduced to Jason Tenorti or, or whatever his name is, uh, he was being called up by the Predators, in fact, during the uh, PK era over there. So I oblivious to him even making the team uh, really, honestly, the first, you know, at at, you know, my 
my 18 year old era and moving forward. Um, it wasn't until 2012 with Galchenyuk was, you know, finally like they were talking about my team and, and just the Southern sports market, you know, talk radio, uh, television. It, it's just, it's a little tough down here, but, uh, with PK being an 07, you know, uh, I, how do I put it? I was still in high school. So it was like, that was cool as fuck. Um, and I didn't really know much about him right away. Um, but he made an impact, obviously just, you know, being a, a young kid in the nineties, uh, a heavy hitting guy was, uh, really awesome to me. And, you know, he was like the new mean hitter. Uh, and then he was just a, sh- a showman, whether you like him or not, that's what he is, you know? Um, and then he made that massive donation to, uh, the Montreal children's hospital. I just, Fuck it, dude. I, I felt like that was that was the guy I was going to follow, you know, and then hey, everyone knows what happened with the team and shit like that. I don't want to go too far into that, especially with my fucking self. I'm um, trying to keep it on rails as much as I can. But. Uh, but, yeah, it was a really good game, really good ceremony. Uh, you know, I think it's still sick that, you know, as much as people love the shit on PK and that's, you know, the Twitter Cowboys and stuff like that. When he came into the building, he made it out on the ice. Just how loud the Bell Center got. It was it was fucking awesome. And I hate that he was never able to make his way back to the Canadians. And I know, I mean, it just, it just would not have worked. Um, the Predators signed him to that, you know, whatever, how many years, but like nine million a year. It just... It, it was great for him. You know, he made his money, but it just made it too hard to 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 move him around uh, because of his high hitting early in his career. His back started fucking him over it. You know, it just it's just unfortunate. I really, really wanted to make to for him to make it full circle and come back to this team. Um, also, I'm pretty upset. I never got to see PK play ever. And um that's something I'm just going to have to fucking live with. But uh, a great ceremony with him. And, of course, uh, <laughs> of course, Carrie Price comes out and people lose their fucking mind. We all did. We got goosebumps. Uh, it was so it was so weird seeing Carrie Price just trying to, like, duck in, you know, like the celebrity that he is in the fucking Bell Center. Um, but the fact that, you know, he it wasn't his night. He just wanted you know, to celebrate with his friend and we get the fucking, we get the low five, the triple low five was just about as pump upping goose bumping. You can get, um, you could just feel the excitement when it happens. Um, you could feel a win like God, if you hammered the halves <laughs> after that, I mean, I doubt the, I doubt the, the the plus minus on DraftKings was was really anything positive with with these two teams just kind of lackluster right now, uh. But fuck, if <laughs> it was probably great to hammer them right there. But then they kind of walk away almost like walking into the sunset. It's scary to think that that you know like like it should Carey Price should have been padded up, you know, and coming to see his friend, not in his suit dealing with everything that's going on with him. Um, it's also very scary that it's 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 really just Brendan Gallagher that's left that's playing you know from 
from well i mean it is 10 years ago but but from you know the last like really hard push era of the habs you know the the era that all these you know the younger kids and in our generations and older you know this is our most successful years and it's it's just crazy that brendan gallagher is the last one that's actively playing i know he's injured right now and and he paul byron but fucking you know paul byron who who knows if he's gonna play it's uh it's really tough to think that we're getting older like that and maybe it's harder on other people but it's just really weird to see like the guys that were that were like big shit you know when i was watching it at the ballrooms 10 years ago at 18 are are retiring <laughs> it's crazy but uh getting into the game predators uh nino nita rider opens up the scoring uh about halfway into the period but Jake Evans about three minutes later kind of motors into the zone. And I didn't, it was, it was like the angle like of the broadcast was tough, but it kind of looked like it just popped off of his, his, uh, his glove and just kind of trickled in, but a goal nonetheless, uh, evens it up. Honestly, the coolest fucking, the coolest goal. And it's mainly because of, uh, Jesse Yelonen, but the next goal, Kirby doc, um, at 15 minutes into the game, um, who was, who is the fucking, who was, oh, uh, Askarov. So I completely forgot about Askarov. Kudos to Askarov. I know he, you know, four goals let in on him, but his first NHL chance, uh, I thought he did rather well. He, he, he had some fucking wild, um, situations, which led to this goal where he's either holding the puck too long and just letting a D man come in on him. He just like, it feels like he hesitates now. Granted, he did shuttle a pass that almost caused a breakaway later i just think it's a bit dangerous to be playing that especially as a goalie i know he wants it it feels like he wants to be very active into the play instead of just trying to get it out of his own and set up the pass he wants to almost feel like it's a you know like he's pushing for assists but um uh drew catches it off of uh askarov trying to get it out of the zone uh catches it along the boards uh, shuttles it over to Yelonen, and then there's two defensemen. Yelonen finds a way. It's a beautiful pass. Finds it tape to tape across across the crease to a wide-open Kirby Doc who just puts it away. And honestly, the fucking crowd went insane. It's really awesome to see Kirby Doc coming back to life. But you could just feel the momentum swift uh, switch into that shift, whatever. Jesus. Uh, that ends the period. There was a really cool, I think it was in between the first and the second period where PK did a uh, um, a media thing where they were asking him questions downstairs. Of course, it make it sound so terrible. But uh, he did, now that Mason's not here, I wish he was here so we can mention it. But uh, PK did make some comments on, on Markov, which is, excuse me, which is Mason's favorite player. Um, it's kind of like a running joke with us because... Markov was like Mason's hero and PK was my favorite player. And it just happens where we're doing the podcast, whatever. Uh, you know, PK uh, mentioned that, you know, he's only got a uh, slotted amount of time that he could talk. And, you know, he wish he could have commented on, on players, especially Markov, his incredible relationship with him and, you know, sitting, sitting with, with the Russians trying to pick up the language to, to make, you know, to make that, that, you know, that tandem that much better, you know, his little pairing. Um, 
I love that he says that they come from very different backgrounds, you know, but then just found a way like just their worth ethic, their love for the game. You know, they became like such a dynamic fucking pairing. And I, I, we, we've seen some guys like that, but I mean, fuck dude. Like I, I would love to get back to PK Mark Oliveira, uh, which is just so sad, but it was really fitting that he brought that up. I know there's a lot of guys that he could have brought up. I, I think, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had mentioned uh, Placanic and shit like that. But to bring up Markov, the guy who helped him and, you know, like the the greatest pairing we've seen of, of you know, the this era's generation as far as Habs, um, I thought it was very special. And I know Mason really enjoyed that. I, he immediately texted me um, and I had to I had to fit that in here somewhere. So going into the second period, uh, I mean, instantly instantly into the fucking second philip forsberg scores and as a habs fan you you kind of feel that you're like we're up it's a, an important night we have the momentum how are we gonna fuck it up philip forsberg scores and then that's it for like another like 10 minutes uh habs go on the fucking power play and during the power play we get a uh, terrific cole caulfield gold obviously from from his office, uh, but what makes it really nice, Suzuki's 20th assist of the season. Um, it's a very, it's a very far pass and pretty difficult considering as um I think there was two two defensemen along with three of our guys. Um I think Drew was in the in the front trying to screen the goalie, but uh gets it through. It's a wicked fucking pass, too. And Cole Caulfield just finds a back of the net with it, and we move on to the third period. Caulfield finds it again on the power play. Nonetheless, what a, what a fucking game for our power play. What a game for Cole Caulfield two on the night doc finds Caulfield fucking uh, more or less the same situation. Just not as, as long of a length, but uh, puts it all the way across Caulfield's in his little office hammers at home. Um, and then in the end, you uh, so Parson and scores, but it wasn't enough to stop the Habs from getting the win. Uh, an important win for the evening for the fans. I just want to touch on one more thing. Um, you know, the big names made made things happen. Jake Evans is is the outlier, which is unfortunate because Jake Evans uh, is a terrific player, um, he, very explosive, and we know what we could get from him. I just feel that poor Jake uh, gets. I'm not going to say gl- uh, clumped up with you know some poor you know some poor guys but if he's not performing that's where he's gonna get stuck um but i felt everyone was doing really good that game uh i felt like the atmosphere helped pump up the team it was really really cool to see uh we also had the jack eye versus uh tanner Janot fight i wish it would have went longer (laughs) i wish they could have got back up and kept going honestly um I've been anticipating this fight uh, and Tanner, you know, with a solid two hits in the start, I kind of got nervous for Jack. Eye. Uh, I, you know, obviously you want him to win, but I don't want to see my man get fucking busted up. Jack. Eye returns with a solid, solid, right. And I wouldn't have been surprised if it would have broke his fucking jaw, if it would have been just a little bit lower. Um, People are saying the decision goes to Jack Eye. I'm a fucking homer. I'm going to say that's that's what's up. I uh, felt like it was a pretty even though it was an even one though. I think it's got to go on to the next one. Uh, another another sick moment. Uh, 
Evgeny Dadanov with a kind of like a reverse hit. Uh, I think it's on Duchesne. Bosses him to the fucking ground. Uh, Dadanov, Dadanov, along with everyone else who's, you know, I guess, I don't want to call them, you know, secondary guys, but like the depth players were really on it. Yessi uh, Yalonen continues to fucking prosper, but uh, Dadanov looked great that game, had had a, a really good chance. Uh, the only uh, bad comment I can make, uh, Joel Edmondson with four giveaways, the highest of the night, uh, had a bit of a tough game. Uh, and then Slavkovsky had a really good chance too. But uh, I think that's that, that's a lot on just on just the uh, the Preds game. So I think we should we should move on a little bit. Uh, but it was a really fun game game all the way around. But uh, before we move on to our next topic, folks, we do have a ad read by our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl Fifty Seven. And for the NFL division round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all, that's right, all new and existing customers, this is big, can take a shot in even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. That's fucking awesome. We had some crazy games this weekend, um, and hopefully, hopefully, what we got going on. I, I don't have it in front of me uh, for for this weekend's, but previous weekends were were pretty buck nutty uh, with that Bills game and definitely that Jaguars game. If you had money on the fucking Jags, uh, congratulations! What a fucking game! But anyway, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New come new customers can bet five dollars on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. The Islanders game uh, is the next game. Obviously, it's, I mean, just kind of like typical Islanders games. They're very, the the common, common comment is they're very boring. It was a very boring game. It was a 2-1 game for us. Um the Islanders came in. I think they were like uh, three losses in a row. Uh, they win this game. Um, both goals come in the first period. Uh, one One's a tip uh, and one's a rebound. Uh, I thought Montembeau played pretty well this game. Uh, in just the first period alone, Kirby Dock is robbed twice by Sorokin. And um, definitely, obviously, we would have won the game. But that is what it is. But Kirby Doc was uh, continuing that momentum uh, from the Preds game. Uh, the second period, scoreless, uh, not much to take home. Uh, a couple of terrific saves by both goaltenders. Uh, Yolonen tries to feed uh, Drew Ann, gets gets stuffed. That's really the the biggest highlight from it. Uh, the third period, another kind of snore fest. Nick Suzuki's goal, though, very impressive. Um, kind of loses it through the defense. Right in front of the crease, I don't even know how it really goes in, but catches it on the backhand, just pops it in past uh, Sorokin uh, for our only only goal of the night. But uh, I do want to I do want to mention that uh, Sam Montembeau, uh, a point nine four seven that game, fucking thirty six on thirty eight. He played pretty terrific. 
I mean, I think the the Habs played a pretty decent game. It's not that like they didn't let like penalties uh, really stop them. Um, they only had two penalties, two power plays. You know, both teams didn't do anything with it. Um, the Islanders were hitting hard, though. I'll tell you that uh, a pretty big difference. I considered uh, Romanov would would be an edge player in this. He does have three hits, but uh, honestly, <laughs> it's kind of a Kind of a boring game. One good takeaway: Canadians blocking shots, twenty-five to their fourteen. That was a, I guess, the highlight other than Nick Suzuki. But that—that's really all it is with this game. Um, Islanders finally get on the winning streak uh, on a winning on a winning side again. All right, so the next game against the Rangers, uh, Sam Montembeau once again is the starting goaltender. Uh, all three. <laughs> All through that week, um, has another another fantastic game. Uh, a bit boring, but uh, the next day is con- continues what he did. And I guess I don't know how that is for goalies. You would think that they might need a little bit of time for rest, but maybe that they played the night before. Um, that the legs are still under them and and they don't have to warm up as much. But uh, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, another insane night, and I'd like to get to his uh, percentages after. But, um, you know, no no goals for either team in the first period, uh, but it was not without uh, amazing opportunities uh, early on for both, for both sides. But we don't get a goal until the second period with Kirby Doc uh, getting it fed uh, by Dvorak. Uh, for a very, very easy goal, power play goal at that, which is awesome. Uh, the play's pretty quick. You know, it was really nice to see uh, they were able to – Montebo stops it in their end. They're able to move it all the way up to the other side and uh, make something of it pretty early into the power play. Um, you know, a little later into the period, Artemi Panarin scores – and uh, and that's it for the third uh, for the second the third period. Cole Caulfield closes it out for the boys with his twenty sixth of the season. It's a it's a beautiful goal because they just left him wide open. Normally we see him wide open uh, on that left dot right at the top. Uh, but in fairness, you know there is some people in front of the net. This dude is in front. Uh, who who is the goalie? Uh, Shusterkin, I think that night. Just right in front of Shesterkin. Uh, everyone goes behind the net uh, to stop or to put pressure on a Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki just sends it right to Cole Caulfield, who's wide open, doesn't miss, not going to miss from that spot. But his 26 on the fucking season, uh, and the Habs close it out. But I wanted to bring this up, you know, uh, about Sam Montebo. This is really good for him. Uh, he's been playing incredible. He's played the last four games for Montreal. Uh, but just, just, just this past week, uh, let's see, against Nashville, he's a .929. The next two days later, he's a .947. And then the day after that, a .974. He's unreal. <laughs> he's been having a fucking – he's been having a great time. Um, I just really – I mean, I'm sure we all see it, but uh, for for a guy like Sam Montembeau to – to find his game right now is so big for this organization uh, in a weird way. You know, uh, what do we do? We Jake Allen's getting hurt. You know, do we 
I, I guess it's a stupid question that I'm trying to I'm trying to walk my way out of, but uh, this is great to move Sam Montebo to somewhere where he could play meaningful, a lot more meaningful games. He's he's making magic for us, but it would you know he could he could go somewhere and, and try to you know uh, compete for a cup instead of just you know being the guy for us right now. Um, I'd love to keep him, but it's just not it's not in the works. Uh, and if we do end up keeping them, I think it'd I think it'd be a I don't want to say a poor decision because I want to see this team successful. But this guy's hot. Goaltending's been fucking weird this year. You would you know that if you played fantasy. Uh, this is the guy. You know, everyone's fucking watching this dude right now, especially since uh, Jake Allen's not really present right now. This is huge, and uh, Sam Montebo is taking his time right now and running with it. Uh, the previous game, Seattle, was a loss, but he had a .925 in that game as well. Uh, he's just been <laughs> he's just been fucking stellar as of late. Uh, Cole Caulfield, though, 26 goals on the year. Uh, incredible. I want to kind of leave this topic for Mason. I will bring it up. Maybe you guys can uh, – if you want to comment on it, you know where to send it. You know, you can send it to our um, email over at Habs Nightly. I think it's Habs Nightly at Gmail. We also have the geez. Uh, uh, we also have the Speakpipe. Uh, you can leave us something there at www.speakpipe.com forward slash Habs Nightly. Um, we'll put it on the show. Uh, but yeah, obviously the question that uh, when when uh, Mason comes back, we'll ask is you know well, what do we? Th- hopefully it's hopefully we have him signed. You know, because why not just lock him in? But what do we think it's going to be at? You know, we uh, we just saw Matt Matt Boldy. Uh, I think he signed like a seven seven year seven million. Um, damn, who's the other guy that just got one? Uh, eight years, eight million. Um, either or, I you know I I saw someone put a poll on Twitter. I'm sure it was uh someone like Matt Drake. Uh, put what would you prefer at? Cole for eight, eight for eight, or seven for seven, uh, eight for eight, one, obviously. <laughs> it's one more million dollar, you know, one more million, one more year. Uh, whatever they whatever they do, they need to give Cole the bag. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it if it doesn't pan out. Right now it's pan right now, it's looking like he's panning out. And I would hate to see this guy play anywhere else. I really would. Um he's <laughs> he's really Making watching the Habs games fun, um, along with like Kirby Doc and you know Nick Suzuki. But anyway, uh, before we get up out of here, I guess we'll do uh just to just to kind of lengthen this. And I, I'm sorry, it's just myself, and you're getting a lot of uh, ums and sporadic comments. But uh, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing my best and trying to make sure this podcast continues and we don't lose a lot of y'all. But um, I guess let's just go into just a brief a brief preview of today's game this this episode will come out for y'all tuesday um and we'll be playing the winnipeg jets who have really stunned a lot of people this year coming off such a bad season last year they're 29 14 and one um they're leading in the central division uh same points as dallas but they have a game in hand uh and they're fifth in the league right now this is the team that's been on fucking fire this year they, right now they're an, an eight and two streak on a fucking unreal right now. They're 10th. 
They're 10th in the league at power play with a 24.2. Their penalty key, their penalty kill is third in the league at 83.9%. Uh, this team's really finding it. Connor Hellbuck's having a great fucking year. 22 wins, 10 loss, 1 OT. Uh, his average is a .926 with three shutouts for so far. He's averaging uh, 2.3 goals a night or goals a game. Um, I, I'm not sure who we're going to have. Hopefully we have David Riddick, uh, <laughs> obviously. But uh, don't be surprised if we see uh, uh, Montembeau and Net. He's he's hot right now. But uh, fuck, it really feels like just about everybody for Winnipeg is doing something right now. But uh, Ellers, Connor, uh, even Cole Perfetti is, is, is really showing out this year. Um you know, I think I think we can. This is a tough game to win. Uh, obviously, it would benefit us not to win it, uh, just for Bedar's sake or you know a top five sake. But um, fuck, uh, it's capable. I think it's 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 highly possible, especially with uh, Suzuki finding his game. Caulfield's still running one. Truans, you know, getting involved. Uh, Kirby Doc is back. I think that's really important for this team. Um, but the last three games, you know, um, everyone seems like they're, they're finding that edge. And, uh, you know, whether it's it took half a season or not, it seems like everyone's starting to, you know, ramp it up. And that's awesome. Uh, Jake Evans has also, you know, been fun to watch as of late. But, uh, yeah, Winnipeg's going to be a tough game. Um, I, I could see us winning, but <laughs> it's going to be tough, especially with just how good Winnipeg has been as late. I would hammer that if the odds are fucking good. Cause why, cause why not, you know, why not try to make some money out of it? But folks, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, I, I've run out of, uh, information to talk about. Uh, well, not really, but I, I, just, <laughs> I don't want to sound as stupid as I think I do right now, but uh, I just want to say thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, and, and bearing with us, this has been a tough year for us. There's just so much going on personally uh, in our lives. And, and we're just trying to continue to give y'all something uh, because this isn't, this isn't a career. Um, you know, this is a hobby and this is a hobby that we love connecting with you guys. And, and, you know, when Mason, you know, gets better and can find some time in between schooling and uh, you know, uh, my, my work life, you know, kind of calms down. I, I want nothing more than to give y'all as much content as I can. And um, it just, it just makes me feel good that there's still some, some listeners out there that are willing to listen uh, to an idiot like me uh, from the South and, you know, Mason, <laughs> who's just a Canadian guy, but uh, thank y'all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Y'all can find us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and myself at Bayou Vendors. Uh, if you're still listening, thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you guys again next time. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.